Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 13. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would desire to see people saved, that we would put our effort, our prayers, and our thoughts into bringing others into your kingdom. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 13. Now there were prophets and teachers in Antioch in the church that was there, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius the Cyrenian, and Menaean, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were serving the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart now for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after they had fasted and prayed and placed their hands on them, they sent them away. Therefore, sent out by the Holy Spirit, they came down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they came to Salamis, they began to proclaim the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they also had John as assistant. And when they had crossed over the whole island as far as Paphos, they found a certain man, a magician, a Jewish false prophet whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul, wishing to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the magician, for his name is translated in this way, opposed them, attempting to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O you who are full of all deceit and of all unscrupulousness, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is against you, and you will be blind, not seeing the sun for a while. And immediately mist and darkness fell over him, and he was going around looking for people to lead him by the hand. Then, when the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, because he was astounded at the teaching about the Lord. Now Paul and his companions put out to sea from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia. But John departed from them and returned to Jerusalem. And they went on from Perga and arrived at Pisidian Antioch. And they entered into the synagogue on the day of the Sabbath and sat down. So after reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Men and brothers, if there is any message of exhortation by you for the people, say it. So Paul stood up. And motioning with his hand, he said, Israelite men and those who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arm, he led them out of it. And for a period of time of about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave their land to this people as an inheritance. This took about 450 years. And after these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. And then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man from the tribe of Benjamin, for forty years. And after removing him, he raised up David for their king, about whom he also said, testifying, I have found David the son of Jesse to be a man in accordance with my heart, who will carry out all my will. From the descendants of this man, according to his promise, God brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus. Before his coming, John had publicly proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. But while John was completing his mission, he said, What do you suppose me to be? I am not he. But behold, one is coming after me, 
of whom I am not worthy to untie the sandals of his feet. Men and brothers, sons of the family of Abraham and those among you who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not recognize this one and the voices of the prophets that are read on every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. And although they found no charge worthy of death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. And when they had carried out all these things that were written about him, they took him down from the tree and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, who appeared for many days to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we proclaim the good news to you that the promise that was made to the fathers, this promise God has fulfilled to our children by raising Jesus, as it is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have fathered you. But that he has raised him from the dead, no more going to return to decay, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the reliable divine decrees of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, You will not permit your Holy One to experience decay. For David, after serving the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and experienced decay. But he whom God raised up did not experience decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, men and brothers, that through this one forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and from all the things from which you were not able to be justified by the law of Moses, by this one everyone who believes is justified. Watch out, therefore, lest what is stated by the prophets come upon you. Look, you scoffers, and be astonished and perish, for I am doing a work in your days, a work that you would never believe, even if someone were to tell it to you. And as they were going out, they began urging that these things be spoken about to them on the next Sabbath. And after the synagogue had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking to them and were persuading them to continue in the grace of God. And on the coming Sabbath, nearly the whole city came together to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting what was being said by Paul by reviling him. Both Paul and Barnabas spoke boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you, since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles, for so the Lord commanded us. I have appointed you to be a light for the Gentiles, that you would bring salvation to the end of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began to rejoice and to glorify the word of the Lord. And all those who were designated for eternal life believed. So the word of the Lord was carried through the whole region. But the Jews incited the devout women of high social standing and the most prominent men of the city and stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and threw them out of their district. So after shaking off the dust from their feet against them, they went to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. Luke returns us to Antioch in this chapter where the church was fasting and praying. The Holy Spirit picks Barnabas and Saul to go on a missionary trip. We call this Paul's first missionary trip because Luke will switch to calling him Paul in this chapter and uses the name Paul through the rest of the book. Paul appears to be his Greek or Gentile name, so it fits the ministry he is going to be doing. They start the trip by going to the island of Cyprus. 
Barnabas was originally from Cyprus, so perhaps that is why they start there. John Mark goes with them. The major event that happens on Cyprus happens when they get to the western side of the island, and they're trying to teach the proconsul. The proconsul would have almost certainly been a Gentile. He was appointed by Rome. Elamus, the magician, tries to stop them, but Paul said that he would be blind, and immediately he was. Paul just said, for a time, so we don't know how long it lasted. This is a rare negative miracle. Most miracles were physically helpful. But perhaps Paul was thinking of how helpful being blind was to him on the road to Damascus. So he's happy to help Elamus in the same way. It doesn't say that Elamus repented, but the proconsul believed. Then they cross back to the mainland and preach in the synagogue in Pisidian Antioch. There were several cities named Antioch. They had started their journey from Antioch of Syria, and now they are in Antioch of Pisidia. John Mark leaves them at this point and returns to Jerusalem. It's a simple mention here, but it will be a key point later. Paul starts the sermon by addressing them as, Israelite men and those who fear God, listen. So, there were Gentiles present. Gentiles were allowed to attend the synagogues, although they probably had to sit in the back and couldn't take part in the service. Paul gives a brief history of Israel from Egypt through David. He mentions that he put up with them in the wilderness, so hinting at the sins of Israel. He mentions Saul as the first king, mentioning 40 years, which connects him to the 40 years of wandering in the desert. Then he gets to David and says in verse 23, From the descendants of this man, according to his promise, God brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus. Paul mentions the witness of John the Baptist. Unlike the sermons in Jerusalem, where Peter accused his hearers of killing Jesus, Paul does not blame his hearers, but he does blame the rulers in Jerusalem for killing Jesus. Paul says that God raised Jesus from the dead, and he quotes from Psalm 16 to prove that this was always God's plan. Paul ends with a stern warning from Habakkuk, if they should ignore this message. His sermon was actually a big hit, and the people wanted him to come back the following Sabbath to preach more. However, there were so many Gentiles on the next Sabbath that the Jews became jealous. That is the same thing that was said about the Jewish rulers in Jerusalem, about Jesus and the apostles. So when the Jewish rulers oppose Paul, he tells them that he is going to the Gentiles. The Gentiles rejoice, and many believe, and the word spreads in the region. But the Jews aren't done, so they stir up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas. So they leave and head down the road and shake the dust off their feet. That is a sign of judgment against those Jews who oppose the message, although Luke tells us that the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. And now for a deeper dive. What do you think about missionary work? Is it important? There were only three men who went on this missionary journey from a large church in Antioch. But the whole church was behind the idea. Luke doesn't tell us why they were fasting and praying before the Holy Spirit told them to send Barnabas and Saul out, but perhaps they were praying for this very thing. Certainly, after the Holy Spirit selected them, the whole church was fasting and praying. So, if we aren't the few who go, we are still connected and should be invested in the work. The church in Antioch had been started relatively recently, so they could all appreciate someone bringing the good news to them. They wanted that gift for others as well. God has many different roles in his kingdom, and we may play a very humble role. But one thing should be common to all roles, and that is caring about the lost. 
and wanting to see them saved. And prayer is one thing that all of us can do to participate in that work. And fasting is a way to show how important that prayer is. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.